0: Well, Anna, one question I actually didn't get to have you answer was the difference between Czech citizens and expats in Czech. I know maybe you may you may not know expats in Czech Republic, but as a follow up to what Andrew was saying, the differences between a Czech citizen and an expat. What are what's your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, how Czech people see Czech Republic? Yes. Okay. I mean, I definitely agree with Andrea. Czech people, especially those people who are not traveling, who are living in small villages or small towns, they do complain a lot about Czech system, about Czech education, Czech healthcare system, public transportation, like everything, prices in the Czech Republic, even though Czech Republic is one of the cheapest countries in Europe, right? So, but people, they don't know it. So yes, I agree with her that Czech people are complaining a lot. Yeah, and that's the difference because expats, foreigners, they do not complain because for them, usually Czech Republic, it's, it's better. It's cheaper, it's safe. It's very safe that that's that's so true that it's so safe, Um, even though I think that all Europe is safe.
0: Well, and do you agree that for the Czechs that do travel, that when they do come back or, you know, it's yeah, for, for the Czechs that travel, but they still live in the Czech Republic are they still complaining or they complain a little bit less or
1: they complain less yes i would say that czech people living in the czech republic but those who travel or they live in the bigger cities. so they actually are in the more international culture they meet other people they definitely are different they don't complain so much they understand that the life in the czech republic it's actually not bad at all it's good i mean it could be better of course but uh if you compare it to other countries um people are having a good life yeah and i can actually from my point in mexico um about the safety that's a really one big thing that i've never realized like how czech republic is safe especially after living in mexico wait
0: you're you're saying mexico is not safe (laughs) Whoa! Whoa! Wait a second. What? You mean well, all, the, all those drugs and gangs didn't make Mexico safe?
1: Well, I would say that um, Playa del Carmen is safe.
0: Yes, because there's mostly tourists there. But no, I, I understand your point.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's safe if you if you follow the right uh, steps, right right advices. It can be safe. Like you don't go to the forest. <laughs> you to the don't forest. No.
0: <laughs> to the Mexican forest?
1: Mm-hmm. To the Why? jungle or forest
0: Why? or like Why? a bigger park. Well, that was one of the things Andrea was saying that in the Czech Republic, one of the things to do on the weekends was to, to go hiking. So you're saying in Mexico not to to avoid the Mexican forests. The yeah,
1: place. also hiking. Also, it is the same for hiking. So you don't go hiking uh, alone or just with a group of friends it's not like you decide oh i want to go hiking today let's go to the mountains no no way you have to uh go with guide you have to go with uh on a specific tour on a specific way you cannot just like go whenever you want i mean you can but you will go only once in your life so you will probably never come back from that trip
0: well unless you're going to the jungles to do ayahuasca <laughs>
1: Okay, I mean, yes. (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) And that's it.
0: (laughs) That was Anna Rubashova, co-host of Wisco Weekly, and myself chatting about how citizens of the Czech Republic view their country versus expatriates or expats. In this episode, number 207, our guest is the co-founder and CEO of Foreigners.cz, Andrea Tkachakova. Andrea has spent the last 13 years helping turn foreigners into expats in Czech Republic. In this hour-long conversation, Anna and I speak to Andrea about her company, about what expats look like back in 2009 And what do they look like now, post-pandemic? I personally have spent the last 13 years traveling back and forth to the Czech Republic, and it's a country I am finally beginning to understand. In short, I love the country, and I have nothing to complain about. And according to Andrea, this is common for an expat versus a citizen. And you will get to hear more about how Czech citizens view their own country. Dun, dun, dun. Stay tuned. But in this episode, if you are considering moving and living in the Czech Republic, take notes. This is a great episode. If you are considering living or working in the Czech Republic, you will definitely want to get in touch with Andrea and her company, Foreigners.cz. Also, later in the episode, we have the bonus segment, which can only be heard and watched on Substack. You can visit 24hourjournal.com and become a subscriber of my Substack newsletter, where you will find educational content on turning a digital nomad into a Monaco millionaire. And how does a digital nomad turn into a Monaco millionaire? One of the best things you can do is listen to andrea's advice on how to be successful in the czech republic so visit 24hourjournal.com and become a a subscriber now let's get into the show with pani andrea tkachikova you are now tuned in to the Wisco weekly Experience. experience Bienvenidos, Hello, welcome and welcome to Wisco Weekly Business Class listeners and my co-host Anna Rubashova. Anna is with me. Anna, how are you? She's coming to us from Playa del Carmen. How are you, Anna?
1: I'm very good. I'm enjoying every sunny day here as well, usual.
0: Anna, let me tell you something. I did not like doing these Zoom recordings for podcasts like two years ago when the pandemic started but Mm -hmm. I have two reasons why I like it now. Do you know why? No, tell me. Well, the first one is the fact that you're coming to us from Playa del Carmen, Mexico, and we can have this discussion, and we'll hear from our guest who's coming from another part of the world. So that's the one benefit of doing Zoom. Um, So again, I'm, I'm learning to finally appreciate it. The second reason is that we can do these recordings, we can do these discussions, and still I can be sick with COVID. (laughs) and no one gets infected and no one has to wear a mask you know
1: yeah you're right definitely that's true i actually like also that you can connect with people from different countries i every day with my students i learn something new from another country so i completely understand
0: well the world is flat they say because of technology so Anna, for today, we have a, a really fun discussion that we're going to have, and so obviously this is going to tie into my background and your background being Czech Republic. Uh, I'm curious. Let's start with you being in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, when I'm on Instagram, there's always these Czech people that use the hashtag Playa del Carmen. They're always going to Playa del Carmen, Mexico. What is the state? of Czech people, Czech tourists visiting Playa del Carmen. Are there a lot of Czechs there? What is it like over there?
1: I don't know how many Czech people are here actually, but I feel I think that they are more than I think actually. Um, So let's say last two days ago, I was in the supermarket and I was hearing Czech just next to me There was a Czech person. So yeah, I hear definitely Czech much more often than let's say some years ago. And yeah, it's very touristic because not just about the weather, the conditions, but because during the pandemic, Mexico was one of the few countries that were still open for tourists. You didn't need any COVID test, any proof of vaccination. So for many people, Mexico became a perfect destination.
0: Well, that's that's actually good to hear because I was always wondering why it is that there are so many checks that go to Mexico, maybe not specifically Playa del Carmen, but recently too, this happened just this past Sunday, actually yesterday, June 12th, um, the United States has finally dropped their COVID requirements. And I kind of joked uh, to my in-laws, which are here right now, that, uh, you know, so, there is this one economic index um, that ranks countries ranks countries on their economic freedom, and the Czech Republic actually ranks higher than the United States. Did you know that?
1: Oh, I didn't know that definitely. so
0: So technically, <laughs> the Czech Republic is more free than the United States.
1: That sounds so interesting. And do Which, you agree with that? Well do you think it's true?
0: Actually, I, I do think it's true. I do think it's true. Um, there, there's definitely some things we can get into about why that is. But that does kind of bring us to our guest and why there are people that are moving to the Czech Republic. So, Anna, let me introduce our guest for today. Our guest is an accidental businesswoman, Business Jenna. She <laughs> is the co-founder and CEO of Foreigners.CZ, a full service agency for expats, moving to the Czech Republic. She didn't intend to pursue travel relocation services, but her company has now been in business for 13 years and they've satisfied more than 17,000 clients, they have access to 14,000 apartments, and she manages a staff of 38 professionals across six different office locations in the Czech Republic. She's a mother, she's a choir singer, and she comes to us from the Czech Republic. Anna and business class listeners, please welcome Mrs. Andrea Tkačkova. Andrea, how are you?
2: Hello, hello. I'm doing really well. Although we don't have such a great weather as uh, probably you have in Playa del Carmen, <laughs> today <laughs> it's very rainy, but yesterday was quite, quite tropical weather. So I think today we are quite happy that we can work <laughs> in a not so hot environment. <laughs> and, hello. And,
0: what, and what part of uh, Czech Republic are you in right now?
2: Uh, I live in Brno, which is the second uh, biggest town or city in the Czech Republic after Prague.
0: Well, that is actually both Anna and I's favorite city, Mm -hmm. actually. I I understand
2: why. (laughs) That's great.
0: (laughs) Although, although I don't want to start this on a terrible note, but I did see most recently how the uh, main subway station, train station, is filled with a lot of ukraine refugees and it was one of those things that was both very sad to see but also just it kind of tears my heart apart with regards to how beautiful bruno, bruno was um up until you know this this came around here so yeah. i mean wh- I, I are are you seeing that a lot how, how many ukraine refugees are starting to occupy uh bruno now
2: Uh, Well, this this is quite a specific situation now, Uh, we in the Czech Republic, we have over 300,000 Ukrainians who came from Ukraine uh, as refugees. Uh, and Brno and Prague, of course, is the, they are the largest cities, so the biggest amount uh, was coming there. Uh, but these people actually are very specific because um, they are in big groups and uh, it's quite hard to find accommodation uh, for them because they don't want to be torn apart. Uh, it's mothers with a lot of children and sisters with a lot of children. And, um, I know that some people try to help them, um, but it's not, uh, for some reason it was not possible. So I know that now the, the municipality of, uh, Brno, uh, is trying to solve it somehow. So I hope this will be solved, uh, in the next few days, but yeah, the situation is happening. Sometimes they go back, uh, because they cannot be kind of helped uh so yeah the situation is complicated in this so i don't know the number exactly currently how many people are in brno uh itself but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's tens of thousands
0: well and let's let's kind of talk about you now because you had mentioned that there are a lot of mothers and children from you know ukraine that have come over there you yourself are a mother um, however you know before you when you started the business you were not a mother um maybe tell us a little bit about what was it like when you were the co-founder and CEO of foreigners.cz as you know as a single person or a married person <laughs> and then now as you're a mother like what what has life been like
2: Uh, Well, it's changed a lot. Um, And uh, it was much easier. I could, uh, you know, do a lot of networking uh, during the evenings, and I could work for 16 hours, and only sleep for a few hours and then work and work. Uh, The first years were like this, because when you're building your own business, and especially when you like what you're doing, uh you can become a workaholic quite easily uh so that was the situation at the beginning and also we co-founded the business with my um former uh boyfriend so at those times we were a couple and uh it made it kind of easier in a way uh, because uh, we spent time together at work <laughs> so we could really work uh, for for such a long time so i mean you know during the day so so we kind of didn't have a free time let's say and now i really had to do the big change of uh, being even more um how to say like, like organized and, mm-hmm. yeah and disciplined exactly in in the way how i organize my time i really if I have to pick up my my daughter from, from the nanny, I, you know, cannot be late uh, or I cannot postpone. And uh, sometimes I can, but uh, generally I want to be there with her as well. So it's not that I can postpone uh, for another one or two hours because I need to finish something. So I have to be really much more disciplined and uh, much more organized, which I thought was not possible, but it is (laughs) still there are ways to improve so yeah so this is pretty hard and uh and i'm trying to use all my time uh to work when i'm at work and when i'm with uh, with her to spend my time with her so not not to be thinking about work at at Mm the time Mm -hmm.
1: i have a question so before you said that you were working maybe 16 hours a day that's a lot and now when you have a child like how many hours is the average?
2: Uh, I don't know currently the average because now when she is two years old, I actually work for eight hours, three days a week and let's say like half days for the next two days so that I spend the two half days uh, during the working days with her. So it could be about yeah, like uh, 32 hours per week. Uh, in Czech Republic, the normal working hours for, for people are 40 hours per week um uh, but i used to work during the weekends uh before so now um it depends if i have a lot of work uh, i have sometimes nanny also during the weekend for a few hours or not only for work, uh, we cannot forget that uh, I have to do something for myself as well. So sometimes for the weekend, uh, and also my husband, because we try to organize everything, uh, I take the nanny not to work, but also to manage some personal stuff, to go for yoga, and he can go running. Uh, you know, So sometimes we switch in taking care of her, and sometimes we have also nanny so that we could also read some book uh, and study some some, do some personal development uh because this is when you work and you have an nanny for working still some sometimes you have to do the other things yeah so i used to think before that i will have an nanny for eight hours per day and i can work for eight hours per day but nobody told me that uh, after the work i basically can be only with her and that's it i cannot do anything else so it's not it's not um, easy to manage to do so many things as i used to do before before having her
0: no One of the things that you mentioned was that when you first started the company, you started it with your boyfriend. Um, So before we actually get into what foreigners.cz is and looking at kind of comparing the, you know, when you first started the company, what expats looked like back in 2009 versus what they look like now, before we get to that, I've read this several times in my research that... You and your business partner have made it a point to talk about how you guys were both together when you first started the relationship. Is that something? I mean, I I would have to think that was done intentionally. I guess was that done intentionally? And then why? What? Why did you choose to say that? You know, my boyfriend and I, we first started. Now we don't. You know, now we're not together. Now we have our own separate families. Why was that? It seems like that was a conscious business business decision? Why?
2: <laughs> well, it was very emotional. I wouldn't say it was a conscious business. Uh, I mean, the business conscious business decision was to stay as business partners even after we broke up. That was definitely a conscious one because um, it works really well. We are very different. Uh, so we complement each other in the skills that we have. And this way we are stronger. Uh, I'm more a people's person and he's more like numbers person, if I can say this um, in an easy way and a simple way. Uh, but uh, breaking up as a personally, uh, there were some things that stopped working. And um, yeah, I was the one saying, OK, let's kind of break it. It was not easy. Uh, but then after the time when the emotions, the first emotions uh, went away and we were thinking about the possibilities, um we were like okay it works at work it works really well uh we really had a nice relationship uh let's keep it and let's try to see if we can manage to to keep the company together because it's still 50 50 which is not easy because you always have to agree uh want to do something
0: well so was it initially then more of a coping mechanism to say that you and your business partner were in a relationship and then you were no longer in it because it definitely seems like now it's much, it's a part of the business and the brand that I can see why now there are expats who would connect to the business, right? It almost, that story of you two almost humanizes the business so that it's like, Oh, well, if these two co-founders were boyfriend and girlfriend and now they're not together, I mean, sure. They could help me because, you know, I'm a person and I I have some individual and human needs and they're humans. They obviously have put their relationship on display. I, I mean, has that, has it benefited you to have this, story as part of your business
2: i don't know i think maybe i don't know actually i didn't i never got uh, any information like this of course the story itself is quite interesting for for media um, because everybody can relate right most of us have uh, some breaking up behind us uh, so we know how hard it is how it hurts and so on so most of the people can relate uh, but actually I don't know if uh, our clients know about this uh, story uh, some of them yes maybe if they check our website and uh, you know but I, as I'm not in personal touch anymore with the clients I never uh, heard anything that they would, they would relate so uh, in the Czech Republic uh, and we work with the foreigners it's not um, the storytelling is not such a strong thing as for example in the us so we don't let's say use it uh for the marketing for our clients uh it's interesting for for Forbes, for example or some other media Mm -hmm. because it creates uh it's something different usually when people break up they also break up in in the business uh and of course it's kind of gene in our DNA of the company uh, that we try to solve all issues uh, by good communication and understanding uh, somebody else's points of view that it can be different. So this is something that we try to to arrange always and we try to communicate as much as we can about things that don't work or uh, when the opinions are different. So this also is helping us to understand other cultures, Um, Because, of course, we understand that it's not always because somebody, uh, when people can say somebody's stupid because he did something, but he probably did it because he had his own reasons. Uh, So this kind of principle uh, is helping us, and it helped us also to solve uh, our personal story. And we kind of have a result with uh, this good communication. So uh, maybe we should use it in the marketing more.
0: Well, I mean, (laughs) we are already... (laughs) you do already it's on the website you have a forbes article so i mean you you do and and like you said it's it, it it is in the dna of the company that through some type of personal struggles that with communication you can find a way out it may not be easy but at the end of the day in the long run if you have good communication everything can work out right
2: yeah for sure for sure we understand this uh, and also what we've learned, uh, if there are two parties that one of them doesn't want to work on it, uh, and again, the person can have his or her own reasons, uh, then nothing, nothing can solve it, let's uh-huh. say. Uh-huh.
0: Well, okay, so let's, let's now talk about foreigners.cz and maybe as a introduction to the company, uh, rather than maybe just telling, you know, we, uh, we kind of understand the story a little bit. But maybe you could tell us uh, in 2022, what is the problem that foreigners.cz is solving as as a way for us to understand the company?
2: Uh, Basically, the the aim or the services are still kind of the same for the last 13 years because uh, everybody needs a stable point uh, when they are moving somewhere abroad especially in the Czech Republic, where the language is completely different from from other languages and it's not easy to to learn it. Uh, So people need us uh, when they are relocating. So they need immigration um, help uh, because they don't know how it works here. Uh, The the obstacles that they have when they are coming to the Czech Republic, if they are not from the EU, from the European Union, uh, they are quite big. So that's when they need us. Uh, this is something that we do more and more, uh, this uh, this type of consultancy. And also they need a stable point um, in the sense of like having an apartment. So really a new home. Uh, which, when you have this, uh, you can be like, okay, I have this place, I will sleep there, I can wash myself there, and uh, I can organize everything around it, so, so these are the two main things, so if it's people who cannot enter easily the Czech Republic because of the immigration law, uh, they need to first solve this, uh, so this is not for everybody, yeah? uh, people from the European Union, it's not that they would need this, but the, everybody needs a place to stay. So, so when there are foreigners moving to the Czech Republic because of work or because of studies, uh, they usually don't speak the language. So then when they are here or even before they are here uh, and they have some questions, we can help them with this. So our aim is uh, to basically make them feel at home. Uh, even though they are in completely different country, uh, but they have somebody they can trust that uh, will guide them through through these hard times because it's pretty stressful when you're moving from from a country to a country.
0: well, okay. why don't, so why don't you tell us then a little bit about what does what did the expat, the expatriate look like when they first when you first started the business in two thousand and nine? What did they look like? What jobs were they in? How old were they? What countries were they coming from? Give us kind of like an overview of of what that expatriate looked like. And then also, what do they look like now, especially after the pandemic? So give us that understanding of who these expats are in in the Czech Republic.
2: Uh, At the time when we started the agency, uh, our clients, it were not typical expatriates because we started when we were at a university. And our first clients were students of medical faculties, also at university, because they have specific needs, they didn't want to stay dormitories, they needed their own apartments, Uh, they also had some immigration issues that they needed to solve, Uh, so this was kind of our expatriate at those times. Um, But from the point of view, how the market that we didn't know existed, uh, but uh, we thought that we found out, you know, something something new. But after years of helping uh, these students, we found out that this kind of relocation business and immigration business exists. So in those times, in 2009, uh, it was uh, when the crisis uh, was kind of a little bit like finishing, let's say, but we didn't feel it because we started with these students. So um, can I have
1: a question about yeah. the students? Uh, so you said they were medical students, but what what kind of students? I mean, those people, they were just coming for like one semester exchange or they would study like they all career in Czech.
2: Yeah, they were like uh, people who came to finish the degree, start and finish the degree in the Czech Republic. So they were staying for five to six mm. years. So it was not only exchange students and they, that's why also they had different needs than, uh, than people when they came for, for the exchange program. Yeah, yeah. Now
1: it makes sense, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were more
2: close to the expatriates in the sense, as you know them, because they needed their own apartment. Yeah, they were really living in the Czech Republic and they were going back home to their parents only during summer. And some of them who were really from far away, they didn't even go because it was too expensive for them. So and, and like,
0: how far away are we talking?
2: Uh, we had two clients from, for example, there in uh, Hradec Králova. That's where we founded the agency, the city in the Czech Republic. Uh, they were coming, for example, from Botswana, uh, from Africa or from Malaysia, from Asia. Uh, there were also some students from the US, uh, but some of the students, they had um, scholarships from their government. So that they could study in the Czech Republic finish the degree and when they came back, because the government was paying for their studies, they had to work for five or 10 years as doctors. Uh, in the system of the country so uh, you know they couldn't choose to go to the US or somewhere else, because they got this scholarship so these people they didn't have much of extra money uh, that they, their parents would pay them so that they could go home for for uh, vacation. Or if they had some trouble, uh, which are the stories that we encountered uh, that, for example, they didn't know how to use the heating and they were paying a lot of money, extra money that they had to pay um, because they used it in a wrong way. So they spent so much gas that uh, they had to pay extra.
1: And what is this like wrong way how to use heating? I mean, I'm curious because I know how to use heating. I think it's pretty simple, (laughs) but uh, so what is the wrong way?
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, this situation was that they had this uh, boiler that was boiling the water uh, and it was working with gas. And uh, somebody told them they, they should switch off always and in the end we found out how much how come did they paid all the money all the extra money uh and then they couldn't go home for the summer uh, because they didn't have enough money uh yeah it was really sad uh we thought that there was some you know somebody who was using their gas or something but then we found out that uh every day when they when they were going to school they switched it off but not like that they would turn the temperature down only to some minimum, uh, but they completely switched it off. So all the system, all the pipes switched off completely, which is something that you should never do because every day when they came back, they turn it on again and use it used so much, you know, gas to turn on again every day and again. That they spent uh, really so much money, so much extra money. So it was really such a such a sad in, you know, situation mm-hmm. because they didn't do kind of anything really yeah. wrong. Or, yeah, and those people. Other-
1: uh, sorry, those people. I think that they were definitely from some countries on the south, like right? Spain, yeah. when they they don't use no, anything. Were- no. Yeah, they were from,
2: from, from African countries. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, they didn't know how to use it. And even though we like show them, sometimes you don't uh, remember. Or, you know, when there are so many things that, you, uh, that are new, you cannot handle so many things. And they thought that they were doing it right. You know, so it was really, it was a horrible situation. And, um, yeah, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they l- learn by <laughs> experience. And
0: That's learn true. by not going home.
1: Mm-hmm. I have another question, so you said that right now there are also people who are coming to Czech Republic not for studies, but for work, and what is the most common type of jobs, work they do?
2: Yeah, this is also answering the previous question, uh, Dennis' question, that nowadays uh, how it changed. Uh, there are still medical students because they come here to study at the universities, There's the, the clientele is still there, it's one part of our clients, um, but there are also people who work here and this has changed from, uh, let's say, over the years from uh, usually the top management or some specific positions, there, those are people who used to be expats, let's say, in those times. And nowadays, is there we have a lot of international companies, and we have uh, these business services centers. Uh, so these are people who are—they're uh, usually called like white collars—that uh, they work in the office. They—they uh, they are doing support to other countries around the world in the different types of services. It can be call centers. It can be like financial financial services. We have different types of uh, also American companies. Uh, and you, when you're calling for the support, uh, you don't know that you are getting connected to the Czech Republic. So we in the Czech Republic currently need a lot of uh, speakers of different languages because uh, they are supporting the whole, whole world. Um, so this is quite a big, uh, big number of, uh, of people. We have also people who come here, uh, usually from different countries, from the Eastern countries to work in the factories. Uh, These are called like blue colors Uh, and uh, they work. uh, These are uh, our clients only in the sense usually of immigration. Um, But they usually live uh, together at some uh, accommodation. And this is when we cooperate with companies uh, to help them with with the immigration. So this is a little bit, again, different type of of clients. And there are also still the managers uh, that I said and I mentioned, uh, who come here with the whole family. They can be called these expats. They come here for uh, two years to do, implement some change in the company uh, and then they leave back home or they go to another country again, uh, so we can help these people as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And so they are staying for usually like two years, but uh, what about the others? You talk about these like blue colors and white colors. how long do they usually stay in Czech Republic?
2: Uh, this is very different. Uh, they, some of them, or many of them, they come here and they stay here. Uh, we have quite a big group from South America, for example, uh, and they have families here already. They've been here for, for some years and they really uh, kind of integrate. Um, I am saying kind of because they keep their, uh, their community, of course, uh, but uh, their children go to Czech schools. So they will integrate through, through the ch- children as well. Um, and uh, yeah, and some of them, they stay for five years. It depends on the, on the assignment that they have here. Some people really like Czech Republic. Uh, so they move from Brno to Prague, or sometimes also even from Prague to Brno. So the stories are really different. Uh, there are no like statistics uh, that I would know about uh, was the, was the average, average time that the people stay.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and do you have now more people from america than in 2009 i mean america is a continent so like united states south america as well or
2: not uh yeah i would think that it's it's growing it's growing because it's quite an interesting country for for the u.s people uh we used to have a lot of uh teachers like tefl teachers It's like the teachers of english language uh, that they do usually the course here in the Czech Republic and then they work here in a company and they, uh, they teach English or they work in yeah. these uh, language centers and they teach English. So, so there are quite many of them in Prague especially. I completely understand because
1: right now I have one student, it's a girl from US and she's studying exactly for that. Uh, she wants to be an English teacher in the Czech Republic. <laughs>
2: oh, amazing! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these people usually come for for business visa, uh, which is uh, much easier for the US people than for people from any other country that is not European Union. Uh, yeah, and it's it's really there are quite many of them, and they enjoy living living here a lot. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. And, and what about, um, okay, yeah, you want well, to Just
0: a quick question. So, you know, we heard earlier um, when Ana was speaking about why Czechs go to Mexico, for instance. Is is there any particular reason, uh, you know, of course, I know it's work-related primarily or it's studies-related primarily, but, you know, I guess why, why do you, these expats, why do these professionals stay? Because at some point, they can certainly you know, presuming they have a little bit of freedom, maybe they're able to leave, but it seems like they are staying for a good amount of time. What is your impression, understanding of why they are staying in the Czech Republic?
2: Yeah, and it's a really, really good question because we get this question quite often. Um, what we heard from them and what we what we can hear from them uh, when we ask them uh, the life quality or the Way of living here is really, really good. Uh, if you ask Czech people, <laughs> they wouldn't agree. But uh, the people who have, uh, you know, something else to compare, uh, they would say that um, it's pretty uh, secure here. It's like uh, the security generally is is good. Uh, women can walk in the streets uh, even in the evening, and uh, they're okay. Of course, there is some criminality happening, but it's like very low percentage and uh, so that's one thing the health care is really good um here in the czech republic we um, it's not the same as in the us here everybody gets access to to the health care if they are working here if they are not working we have some kind of system that you have to uh, sign up yourself in the labor office but it's not like in the us that you have to pay for your health insurance uh, yourself yeah we pay from our wage uh, the company that's employing us uh, is paying from our wage as well, but the system is a little bit different, and it's um, it's quite convenient. Uh, even though, again, checks might not agree. <laughs> so, so this is something that you know we we don't value as much as foreigners who come from countries where it's not the same. It's not having the same system, and also the what we heard, and it was also interesting for me uh, that the. Balance between the work and uh, uh, free time, it's pretty good. So, that was something what, which was quite interesting for me uh, because, um, yeah, you wouldn't think so. But uh, if they compare it to, to other countries, we uh, keep our free time for family, uh, we go out, we hike a lot so so this is something that's uh, very different and because the country is pretty small and the cities are pretty small the whole czech republic uh, is uh, about 10 million inhabitants which sometimes is a city in other countries uh and uh, prague is 1.5 million uh brno is four hundred thousand uh inhabitants so so to commute is quite quite easy so for example people when they come to czech republic uh Uh, they say I want to live close to my work and we have to ask them okay what do you mean because if they come from Brazil uh, from Rio de Janeiro it's a different thing than when they come you know from Prague and if person from Prague says like close to my office it means like okay 10 minutes if they come from Rio they say well one hour would be good yeah, so so we don't spend that much time uh, commuting between uh, and okay, now, after COVID, it changed even more, but uh, let's say even before COVID, uh, this is really something that people appreciate.
0: I mean, so to get back actually, even to the earlier question that Anna you had asked about the economic freedom, why do I think that the economic freedom in Czech Republic is better than let's say the United States? I mean, Andre, you hit on something, two two points that I thought for me, were, you know, a big difference in what I felt in the Czech Republic. Even as a guy, even as a male walking the streets of Brno specifically, it was extremely safe. You know, when, uh, normally I was working in an office over there. And so when I would leave the office, it would be around 6, 7 p.m., which the funny thing was, is in this office, uh, I don't know, I think it was on the fourth floor or something, like after 5 p.m. or something, all the lights go out. So there's s- several times, several nights where you know I, I actually had to finally bring a flashlight so I could walk downstairs because all the lights were out, right? So it's like everyone stopped working at a certain time. But then you walk from you know the the, the main square of Brno to the train station. I mean, I was just imagining myself as a woman. You know, that's what I like to do on the weekends. <laughs> um, and it was I was just thinking of how this is like very safe for a woman to walk the streets of Brno. I even made a joke to my wife how the police in Brno are more like parking enforcement than they are actually police because there's just not a whole lot of crime. So that's one aspect where when you do have safety, public safety, it does give the impression to people, to consumers, for them to go out and whatever, spend money to start businesses just to do things right because they are safe. The second aspect of what you said was kind of this balance, right? Now I'm going to joke and say like this work life balance is not also just about like hiking on the weekends but it is this idea of the culture around the pivovar the the bar right beer is so cheap in the Czech Republic and it's so good that oftentimes you get together with friends in the bar and you're just hanging out socializing and again I think you're you're of course you're spending money at that point right So these are some of the things to me that resonate when I think about how free it seemed to be in the Czech Republic versus over here in the United States and California, where public safety is a bigger issue now, especially in California, in my home state. And then also the fact that like, you know, especially during COVID, there were so many regulations on businesses. Oh, you have to have a mask. Oh, we're closed at this hour. Restaurants will only serving this kind of food. And it was just like, what's going on here now? You know, there's just not a whole lot of freedom anymore that you would feel in the United States.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is something which is really interesting when you see the comparison. And also COVID has changed the point of view on different countries and their approaches. Uh, It made it somehow clearer, uh, you know, what country approaches this situation and how, in a good way and also in a bad way uh so so yeah this is something that people comment as well and uh, this the um, being safe the safety here is really really a uh, topic and uh, when we see the news from from the us on what's what's happening uh it's something that we are like wow this is you know freedom also has its limits uh, or it doesn't
0: have its limits i mean that's that's sometimes the problem of freedom is that it doesn't yeah. have any limits so therefore if you don't have any limits you can really go off track in your culture and society.
2: Yeah, that's completely right, yeah. um,
0: I, I So one follow-up question that I do have, Anna, forgive me, I don't mean to interrupt, uh, but um, I think I, actually this is going to be very important. And I think it's going to be for the both of you. And that is, I think for expats that end up living in the Czech Republic, you had mentioned, Andrea, that, you know, there's a difference between how Czechs view their country and 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 how expats view. Can you, Andrea, we'll start with you. What is that comparison between how, uh, how citizens view the Czech Republic and how expats view?
2: Well, the citizens, especially if they don't travel, uh, they see that, you know, things, they complain and they say that uh, things are not good enough. Uh, this is quite a strong, um, unfortunate um, thing that we have here in the Czech Republic, complaining in the pub. Uh, drinking the good beer that you mentioned. Uh, of course, this is changing. Uh, our generation, uh, is traveling a lot, I would say. And, uh, you know, we try to change things. We try to bring concepts from abroad and to, uh, really to change the society. So slowly it's changing, but still you can hear that, um, yeah, the healthcare is not good enough. So always, of course, we can always be better. Uh, there are countries in each way, how, you know, for example, the Scandinavian countries are, are quite, um, an example that we like, uh, especially, for example, for the educational system, uh, and it would love to be more like them, uh, but it's kind of process so so uh, there are groups of people who are working on this and uh, the results will be in the next maybe 10 years uh while well, you know foreigners when they come here they if if they tell you like wow your public transportation is amazing i can get from from point a to the point b and you're like yeah normal <laughs> and it comes on time and i'm like yeah it's normal. But,
1: but i understand it because after three years in mexico when people ask what i miss from the czech republic i always say i miss the public transportation <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah of course then when you travel you really appreciate it and you understand what they mean right because when you're standing uh in some southern country and you're waiting for the bus and it should go at 10 and it's not going even at 11 you're like what is going on you know so so this is also for the understanding the different cultures and things so uh yeah so these are the good good things and um, that's also what helps me to appreciate our country when i hear uh the others what they admire uh, also about the safety and so on so these are the things that we check uh, don't if we don't travel and if we don't have this experience abroad about things that don't work there as well as they do here for example here also you can pay by your credit card almost anywhere it's very common uh, there are the atms also in every corner you can withdraw money Uh, But you cannot pay with the credit card in some countries that we think that are like, you know, ahead. You cannot pay everywhere. Yeah. For example, I was in in, uh, Madeira and we were used to having the or we are used to having the card inside of the Apple Pay or Google Pay or like, you know, the phone and we you know had to get used to having cash because it was not possible to to pay by card everywhere so so we then realized like oh wow this is something where we are kind of ahead and uh, you never think about it if you don't travel so so what we always suggest to people like it will be great if czech people travel because then uh, they don't complain that much and if you spend some time abroad like like anna is saying then when you come back, you you appreciate the things much more than when you live there and when you don't go away. So,
0: well, Andrea, I it. promise you, I'm not a stupid American. Okay, but <laughs> I just want to make sure Madeira—that's that's Madeira, Spain.
2: Uh, Madeira belongs to Portugal, Portugal, but it's in the, in the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, yeah almost. Okay. okay. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> but I understand. It. It's a small. It's a small island. I don't know all the American states, you know. So it's like. <laughs>
0: oh. Um Okay, well, so so well, this is great. This is this is a really good kind of like comparison between expats from 2009 to 2022. It's a good comparison between citizens versus expats. Again, this is all a matter of acclamation to the Czech Republic for those people that want to go to the Czech Republic. I'm actually hoping now that we can kind of get to like a, a little bonus question here, bonus segment, where I'd like to know in your thoughts and opinions you know, how does a expat become or stay successful in the Czech Republic? Okay, that's the question. How does an expat become or stay successful in the Czech Republic? Obviously, you've been doing this for 13 years, so maybe you can drop us two, three good tips. Now, business class, if you do want to hear what Andre has to say, if you are looking to move to the Czech Republic, and you want to be successful in the czech republic you will have to watch and you can listen but you can watch this segment on substack at 24hourjournal.com so visit 24hourjournal.com become a subscriber and you can hear how andrea advises how to become successful in the czech republic anna do you have any other additional questions for andrea uh,
1: no i don't think so i think that everything was already said
0: Andrea, thank you so much. How can, what wh- what is next on foreigners.cz's plate? What can people expect uh, for the next, uh, I mean, we're in June. So what can people expect for the next six months till the end of the year?
2: Well, we are talking about the business. So we are, um, there is something big ahead uh we are planning our rebranding after the 13 years our logo the way it is uh was with us for for the last 13 years basically we change it a little bit only but it's time to to yeah to change it so we'll have kind of new um and yeah, just will look a little bit different uh, but we'll remain the the same and uh, we are for example doing also webinars about life in czechia uh, we use the hashtag Life in Czechia. Uh, we have a group on Facebook uh, where we are doing also live streams. So we try to, you know, it's our business to do the services, but we are, we are also trying to give information for the community because we think that it's really important uh, to inform about how things are here or what's happening. So for people who are not here yet, they can uh, check our blog where they will get a lot of information that they need. Uh, they can also find it in the group, for example, or, or Facebook or Instagram, LinkedIn, all the media. Um, but yeah, this is something that uh, we work on. And um, from the business point of view, is the rebranding for the clients. We are still putting more services that uh, can help. And I wanted to appreciate Anna also because uh, it's not easy to teach our language. So I think this is really, really so important. And she is doing a great job. <laughs> wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. You can't commend her. You have to commend the student, right? That's me. You have to tell me that I'm doing a good job, not the teacher. I already yeah,
2: told you that
1: your check is great, so. <laughs> yeah, it's a diff- it's difficult job, but uh, I really love it, you know. Yeah,
2: it's great when people do what they love, right?
0: Now, Andrea, is there like a little spoiler? Are you allowed to like tell us a little bit about the rebranding? Because obviously, you know, in, in your office right now, as we can see, you have two pictures. Um, the first picture is a, is a, is a Scrabble picture that says feel at home. And then you have another picture of a statue, which is of Charles, the fourth. Um, you had, what, what was the reason for the Charles, the fourth statue?
2: Uh, well, we have four parts of our company's uh, mission. Uh, one is feel at home, uh, which is the first one. Uh, The second one is understand different, which is the Charles, the fourth. Then we understand what now? What was that? Uh, Understand different. Okay. It's like, you know. I know in English it's not uh, like grammatically right, uh, but it's like, uh, I think Apple has it, think different. So okay, yes, 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 yes. it' like understand different. And uh, yeah, and uh, it means that we change um, the perspective of our clients on the Czech Republic because when they come, they might have quite a stressful uh, experience, but we try to explain them why, why we don't smile, for example, at first. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there is some historical reason uh why we are as we are, so we try to explain things even as I told you with the uh with the energy consumption uh that things work differently here uh so we try always to to explain uh why things are as they are, and this understand different is bringing like um, understanding between the cultures, and this sounds so much like um you know, kind of cliche or how to say, but we work daily with uh, with the people. So it helps a lot also for us why sometimes they behave like this, you know, uh, the clients is not only explaining also the landlords when we move them in to some apartment, um, but it's also like sometimes we don't understand why things are happening. So if there is somebody senior from the team, he can explain, ah, yeah, it's because they're coming from this country and, uh, you know, things are different there. Uh, once you understand this, it's like you have much better understanding. I think this is like uh, the most um, let's say powerful part of the of the company's uh, mission, uh, and it's really a mission to to make people understand each other,
0: yeah, those Americans are so damn high maintenance. They want <laughs> they' don't, they just don't want to be moved in. They want the service they want. You yeah, just and I- show them wh- how things work, take them out. Oh God, those Americans.
2: Yeah. But this is really interesting because, you know, checks are in the way, like I'll arrange everything by myself. I don't want to pay any, any agency or any, you know, whoever who would help me and other countries, Americans, but also other people from Western Europe. And they are like, okay, I don't want to take care of anything. Please help me. And I'm happy to pay, pay for a service. So this is really also different mindset and, it's happening in the team sometimes that as I have Czech people because they need to speak Czech to help the foreigners, uh, they sometimes try to advise, oh, but you can do this and this by yourself. It will be cheaper for you. And, you know, I had to learn this as well. And they're like, Yeah, but I don't want to do it. I'd rather pay somebody to do it because I just don't want to take care of it. I have other things to do, right? And I had to change it in my mind because uh, they just don't want to do it. Why Why should I like push them to do it by themselves when they don't want and they prefer to pay for it, right? Mm -hmm. So this is also something uh, different in the cultures and it's affecting uh, the way we do the business as well. So a lot of learning over the 13 years, I would say.
0: Well, great. Uh, Andrea, thank you so much for telling us about everything about the company as well as everything about the cu- culture of expats in the Czech Republic. Business class listeners, I will add all the different links on the episode page so you can follow along with foreigners on their blog, on Instagram. You can get tuned into their webinar. As we end every episode, cheers, Prost, Kipis, Nastravi, Salut, Kampai, Mabruk, Dutsins, Yamas, Vo, Salute, and Saudi to the customer experience. back.